never know, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome everyone to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 80 where there's just story laughs. It's fine. The show that's hosted by the Guardians of the Galaxy, Dream, Guardians of the Dream, not Galaxy, Guardians of the Dream. That's correct. Yeah. 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 Each, each episode we'll check in, have so many laughs, talk about the lore of, of Warcraft one or two topics at a time. My name is Allie, the Kalimdor racer. And today I'm joined by someone who's ready to run a full freaking marathon in real life. It's Jen. It's true. I am ready to run a marathon in real life. Like real reels and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that, what is that? Like, holy shit. Like, well, like if I click on a calendar, like where the f*** my calendar? Uh, <laughs> by the time you guys listen to this, yeah. By the time you guys get another episode, I have ran a marathon. So there you go. This is the this is like the the, the show before the 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 thing where I can run a marathon. <laughs> the show before the thing. Oh my it's goodness! It's the show before the storm. Like. <laughs> I feel like it's like stepping on the surface is thunder with con before the storm. And she's like, I'm not going to do that. Hey, don't do that. So, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. It's, we're not, we're not going to even get it at BlizzCon this year. So I, I know. Can't. So sad. So that's, so sad. That's very sad. So sad. That's a thing. Hey, uh, what you been up to there, buddy? Uh, I am in the beautiful town, the beautiful town of Hayward, California right now. Um, so originally we were going to be like, hey, Allie, you want to record early since I got travel? Well, it turned out that just didn't work out because work was like, no. Uh, that didn't happen. Oh, here I am. It's not Bakersfield, for those of you who remember that. It's um, true. It's not. It's, it's Hayward, everyone. It's Hayward. <laughs> Is it better than Bakersfield? It seems like it's better. It's much better. Much, much better. Yeah. They got Panda Expresses like right around the corner. Uh, and I had, speaking of Panda Express, I just wanted to, I was, I was complaining about this to Allie beforehand. What is wrong with fortune cookies these days? I just want to know. They're not fortunes. They're not like you're gonna be That's wildly true. wealthy. <laughs> it's a bunch of bullshit. It's a bunch of it's 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 like fluffy hippy dippy bullshit. Uh, this is my fortune. Your magnetic personality will draw people to you. Well, maybe true. It is true. It is true with you. I'm not gonna be wildly famous, or I'm not gonna get like a million dollars. Like that's a fortune, right? That's a fortune. It's like something. That is something that's going to happen, even if it's like from Rocker's Modern Life. You remember that episode where uh-huh. like Sheldon or whatever freaking name, you know, the guy, the, the turtle. Yeah. He got the, the fortune cookie that was like, bad luck and misfortune will infest your pathetic soul for all eternity. <laughs> right. So it's, that's a fortune because that's something that is going to be happening in the future. This is just, this is stating the present. Right? That's dumb. <laughs> I don't like it. But other than travel, um, that's the and running marathons. Um, lots of work because I'm here on a work trip. Yeah, work trip. So, but yeah, yeah that's, that's about it. It's about it. So, what, you, what you been up to, Allie? Well, at the time of this recording, I've had finally received, or not the time of this recording. Well, that too. But when I originally worked on notes for episode 80, which we were going to do on Labor Day originally, 
I had just finished Calendar Racer, so I was very excited about that. Very, very happy. Getting gold on some of those was horrible. And Goro, man, Duratar, oh, ooh, mm, that was a thing. But it's done. <laughs> I'm ready for Eastern Kingdoms when that comes out. And other than that, I've been doing a lot of the Secrets of Azeroth stuff. It's actually been a lot of fun. Wait, how? I have not. So I know, you've been a little busy. Like every day, or, you know, if you don't do it, you get a whole bunch of them at one time, but you get some kind of little clue, and you have a thinking cap toy that you put on, literally a thinking cap. And like, okay. you can use that to like find like which direction you're supposed to move to go get this, that, and the other. And it's cool because it utilizes like different areas of Azeroth and different little nooks and crannies because there's so much area in Valdraken that we haven't touched like random buildings or random little areas here and there and it's actually like utilizing some of this stuff and it's really cool and it's just a fun little you know thing you could do and you get some toys along the way and some transmogs and a mount eventually and a pet eventually like it's it's just a fun little different thing to do and it feels refreshing because it is something that's unique to this game so I'm enjoying it it's been a lot of fun Beautiful. That sounds that sounds that sounds like a lot of fun. I should check it out. Because apparently the good news is with this thing is it's not like a typical right. micro holiday. Yeah. You can do it afterwards. Like yeah. right. You don't have to Okay. All right. Well I'll check it out. That's you should. Like, it's, like, fun. like I said, it's been just a, a lot of just some lighthearted fun. Sometimes you just need that. It's been great. Very nice a little lighthearted fun. That sounds sounds like a good time. Sounds All like right. a good time. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I I actually forgot there is one other thing that I can tell you about. Oh. Do you know what's do you know what's really fun, everyone? What? War Warcraft Rumble. <laughs> that shit's addicting. It is. I'm so glad you finally got I, I was playing it back for like closed beta, and it was a lot of fun. And it's nice because each, you know, round level, whatever, is, you know, it's short. So it's easy to pick up and put down. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm like the little dragon's sigils or whatever as you get for you be a boss. Uh-huh. I'm up to four, I got 46 of them already. Like, wow. I'm like, yeah, You're yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm getting up there. <laughs> nice. I made it to the hinterlands. Ooh, nice. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. Um, the only thing that makes me sad is knowing that they're going to wipe my progress when she was live. And I'm like, no. I thought I heard that they weren't going to wipe anymore. Don't, don't do it, Blizz. Don't. Let me keep my progress. I'm pretty sure I I've so read progress. that somewhere. Well, I hope you. I hope you're right, because it's it's a lot of fun, and I, I don't want them to wipe my progress. Yeah, <laughs> it feels, let me tell you, like I was up pretty high <laughs> for the closed beta, like in the sixties, I think. And um, oh, for, wow. although it wasn't sigils at that point, there were skulls. Like I was, <laughs> I was getting up pretty high, and that all got wiped and. It hurt my soul a little. I knew I was getting wiped, and I did. I did my due diligence. I reported so many bugs. I helped out. You're all welcome, but it did I hurt. I appreciate that. It hurt a little bit when it was wiped. <laughs> it hurt a lot. <laughs> it does sound like it would hurt. I would hurt bad. That's okay though. I'll get back up there. Well, that's, that's it for me. I like to Warcraft Rumble though. That's good. Good. Well, uh, I bumper. Oh yeah, normally, normally this is where a bumper goes. Hey, Editor Jin, 
Hit it. Nothing beats a brew shared between friends. That's where the drinks go, and there's nothing better than sharing a brew with you, buddy. There you go. Hey, Allie, what are we drinking? So what you all don't see right now is poor Mike. Poor Mike. Wow. Poor Jin doesn't have a you know boom arm for his mic, so he's he's holding it. I'll sh- I'll show the I'll show the Discord. Oh, don't worry, I took a, I took a picture of you too. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. So it's very uh, it's and some of the laughter because I'm easily amused. Um, I don't know what he's drinking, but I'm drinking. Uh, so so here here's the thing, everyone. This is how much of a good co-host I am and friend because Jenny boy over here. He is not having any alcohol this month to get ready for the marathon. So this is completely, despite the laughing, you may think that we're drinking. No, no. This is a sober episode, everyone. This is just fun chemistry we got. So we're having what I'm calling, I came up with like three different names with it. I'm going to call it a Lemon Julius because it's so it's lemonade and some coconut cream. And some, well, I, I would suggest adding a little more lemon juice in there. And when you put it in a shaker and go shaky, shaky, shake and drink it, it tastes a little bit like a lemon Julius, like a lemonade Julius kind of thing. Ghetto lemon colada. I don't know. Call it what you want, but it's, it's actually pretty good. I also have a ghetto lemon colada. I have the Tropicana pina colada. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Because, dear listeners, as, I, as I've already told you, I'm sitting in a hotel right now. Uh, I don't, I don't have access to a shaker, and so I didn't, I didn't want to do all that. But it's just, I, I don't blame you. It's so all right. I, so I was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna get something as similar as possible. So, like I said, I got the, I got the Tropicana. It'll do. It'll do. Pina colada, and it's, it's pretty, that's pretty tasty. It tastes like a pina colada. But without the booze, so it's uh, it'll do it's pretty good. It'll do as they say, it'll that'll do, that'll do, pig from babe. <laughs> yep, that's that's me, right? Yep. That's good. I would I make it again? You're damn right, because I just went and bought it. <laughs> it's tasty. <laughs> I, I hope you like it. <laughs> would you make yours again there, Allie? I mm. would. This is actually the second time because I made it. Back when Jim was like, hey, I'm not, do not call for the next couple of episodes. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do it, buddy. And then I had to like taste test this to see if it was going to be good before I suggested it to Jen because I didn't want to torture him. And I was like, oh, this is, this is pretty tasty. I mean, I, I miss rum in it, but it's pretty tasty. Let's go for it. The rum. I miss you. I mean, it's sad. But <laughs> here's the thing. My poor husband Went to go see his family for Labor Day weekend, and he came back and got the COVID. Oops! He brought it back home with him, actually. So, like, I've like I fought it off. Thankfully, like we distanced. I didn't catch it. Like, I got, I was fighting off like a minor cold, but it never was COVID. I took tests and everything, but I've been sleeping on the couch for the last week, so I'm tired because <laughs> we've been distancing. So, if I had have I had my room tonight, I'd probably fall asleep during the episode. And no one wants that, so this is this is fine. It's great. Right, especially me, because then I'd have to like do more work. I don't want to do more work. There you go. I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling in a hotel room. Allie's got this one covered, everybody. This is Allie, this is the Allie show. It's the Allie show. This beautiful it's a new bumper. I like it's it. A new bumper. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, you got you got a job there, buddy. Let's let's move along. 
Oh, I got a jab. What's up, everyone? Hi, uh, listeners, not patrons. This is for everyone else. Patrons, pluggers. Uh, hello there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like supporting shows that talk about the hobbies and interests that you're also into? Do we keep you entertained while you're busy adulting? Do you find yourself laughing at our crazy predictions and tinfoil hat theories? Are you looking forward to finally visiting the Emerald Dream? Oh, yeah, you're damn right we are. Uh, stay tuned <laughs> to the end of the show to find out how you can be a part of this silly dream. How am I supposed to live, laugh, love in these conditions? How do I live, live laugh, love, blah, blah, blah? How do I live, love, love in these conditions? There you go. Boomper. <laughs> Boomper? <laughs> it's the Boomper. Um, so ABK News, there is none. There's no, I mean, I didn't see anything new or anything like that. All I saw was an article saying it's still happening. Yeah. That's it, that's it. Which we already knew. That's so. it. Uh, we're just going to move on. I'm just, I'm just ready to get into this. Are you ready to get into this? Yeah. What you talking about? 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 Well, it is now the second episode in a row where in episode show notes were all written up and done. And then Blizzard's like, Hang on, fam. We got you. Then they go and drop the next episode of WoWcast, <laughs> which is what happened with this one. <laughs> so what I had planned is already saved in the Google Drive that will use it some of the point. But for now, we thought we would pick out a couple of pieces from the WoWcast episode that recently came out and you know, just chat a little bit about it. Pretty excited. First off, we were both super happy to see Anne Stickney. So for those who don't know, she is currently a senior narrative designer for Warcraft. Way back in the day, she was with Medros on all things Azeroth. She was. Long, long before I was. Long, long before I was. <laughs> like 10 plus years. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, she then became a lore columnist for Blizzard Watch. And eventually joined originally the originally WoW Insider. And wow, so you're right. I meant to write WoW Insider. I definitely did not. But well, um, that is like the that's the site we do not speak of, right? Because yeah. AOL is like boo, boo yeah. blogs, the whole thing. But uh, uh, she eventually actually joined the Lore Watch podcast before moving on to work for Blizzard. And she's she's fantastic. She's you know like one of us, and it's always exciting to hear from her. And I know one of the first things when Jen and I were talking about this Wildcast episode uh, in our DM, like that was one of the first things Jen said that he was just super excited to see her. Yeah, it's true. Uh, super excited to see her. And I actually have me, me, me and, uh, me, me and Anne Stickney. We, we go back. We go oh, back. do you? Share uh, this, please. <laughs> it's really dumb. So I actually sent an email into the WoW Insider show back when it was the WoW Insider show. Now, Lore Watch, not, you know, the Blizzard Watch podcast, but in which, when I was on there. Well, this was actually back when, oh God, uh, Matt. I don't remember his uh, last name, but it was, it was Matt. It was the Akamagosh friends, right? It was that guy when he was on there. Remember that? Remember that guy? Yeah. So he was on there. Um, and there was an email or something like that. There was some comment that was received where they were like, hey, Am, why are you laughing so much? Like, come on, come on. So I actually, my, the only email that I sent was like, don't listen to the haters. You, you got a, you got a very amazing, wonderful, infectious laugh. She does. It's true. So yeah, I was the one that sent that email that was like, don't listen to the stupid haters. Uh, I didn't even ask a lore question. That's, that's all. <laughs> that was your question. <laughs> that was my entire email. <laughs> I 
And I tried to look up the episode. I was, I was like, I know, I, I figure out roughly the time frame and things like that because I started listening to it around Cataclysm. I couldn't figure it out because here's the problem. I can't that RSS feed is gone. They're Podcasts gone. Yeah, no which more. is so sad. Like so many of those episodes, those just, just gone. Just gone. Yeah, there was a lot of really good episodes in there. A lot yeah. of good episodes. Yeah. It's sad to see that you cannot get, get that anymore, but eh, it is what it is. Right. Well, in this Wildcast episode, we learned a bit about the Emerald Dream, which is awesome, considering it, you know, kind of feels like there's still some things we don't know about the dream. One of the places we learned about within the Emerald Dream is called the Eye of Ysera. Now, I personally did not remember a single thing about this place. Did you, Jen? No. No, I did not. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> the way Anne was calling us out. She's like, if you know lore, I'm like, man, come on. I mean, so I know lore, like but come on. Tell me we look like a scrub. Like, that one's... <laughs> like, I read this book, but I've slept since then. I don't remember. Like, it didn't seem that important at the time. Right? I didn't realize you were going to make a whole content patch around it, but I'm sorry. I, I didn't take <laughs> notes. Well, don't ever, if, if, you, if you are sitting there listening to this or doing whatever you're doing when you're listening to this, and you're also saying that you don't remember what the Eye of Ysera is, we got you covered. The Eye of Ysera is mentioned in the book Storm Rage. They came, that came out quite a while ago, yeah? Yeah, that was a cataclysm time frame, I believe. Right, I believe so. That, that sounds right. So I'm going to go into this a little bit because it might be useful knowledge going into this next patch. So while planning to drain Ysera of her power, the Emerald Nightmare, this is, again, before the Legion expansion, took over the Eye of Ysera area during the war against the Nightmare. So looking at the timeline, this took place soon after the events of Wrath of the Lich King. The Nightmare kept Ysera from calling out to Malfurion for help when she was actually imprisoned there. She was able to call out to Lucen Foxblood, though. A name that pff, I didn't remember. I, I I was like, who the heck is this guy? I had to look it up. Some random worgen, I believe. Yeah. I, think it was a, I think it was a worgen dude. No. I don't remember. Nope. No. 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 Nope. <laughs> that's what happened in that book. I'm probably actually mistaking it for Wolfheart. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Wolfheart. That, that could be. That could be. Again. Yeah, that was, that was worgen people. <laughs> Those worgen people. So, loose and frog's blood here. Was the chief cartographer for King Varian. So he's a human. And this human has the power to shift in and out of the Emerald Dream. I read that and I thought, what the crap? I remember this friggin' okay, I remember this remember friggin' this? weirdo you know, so, now. Yeah, yeah. Cause yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, what the crap is this guy doing? Right. I was like, how is a human shifting in and out of the Emerald Dream? I don't understand. So it turns out Lucin. I'm so, I'm sure that's how you say that, right? Lucin? Lu- Lucan? Lucin? I don't know. We'll say Lucin. That's fine. Uh, Lucin was born within the Emerald Dream as a human because an unknown fae creature type stole his mother, took her into the dream to use her unborn child for some nefarious purpose. We don't know what that purpose is, but it was nefarious, apparently. Very nefarious. So nefarious. Like Victor nefarious. Right. (laughs) Uh, But unfortunately, his mom did not survive childbirth, but he did, dear Lucin here. And it was none other than Aranicus who gave this newborn the energy to live. We're going Aranicus. Appreciate that. Right. And because of all of this, 
It gave Lucin the ability to travel between the Emerald Dream and Azeroth. That's pretty nifty. I wish I could do that. That does sound pretty nifty. I mean, that's like, you know, if you think about it, it's like, if everyone was like this Lucan guy, freaking Ysera's little blessing on the world tree would have been completely pointless. It's like, oh, it's really easy for you to go into the Emerald Dream. It's like, it already is, Ysera. It's super easy. Right. We just sneeze and we're in there. So it uh, it makes sense. I mean, considering, so Eranicus, for those who don't know, was actually Ysera's consort, which I know I had forgotten about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew he was, I guess he's sexy. Is he's I like, guess, oh, apparently. I guess. Ysera's <laughs> like, what's going on? It's so how it, makes, you doing. it makes sense that, you know, maybe some pillow talk, Eranicus was like, hey, Ysera, like there's this, there's this human who can do this thing now, thanks to me. So just so you know, make note of it there. Sexy pillow talk. <laughs> Just write this down, Ysera. <laughs> Put that in your dream journal. Or since it's Ysera, your journal. Exactly. It's all, it's all dream journals. <laughs> so, Lucin Foxblood is actually still alive these days, which is why I'm bringing him up, because I'm interested to see if he's going to make an appearance at all in this patch. Do you think we'll see him? I mean, might as well. Yeah, that sounds like a guy. It'd be really funny. He'd even do a quest with him. He's like, hey, everybody, where's it? Oh, he's gone. Where'd he go? Oh, he <laughs> left the image room. Oh, I'm back, everybody. How's it going? And, you know, he just keeps popping in and out. Yeah. That'd be funny. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, do it. Do it, Blizzard. Don't be cowards. Do it. <laughs> I mean, he's a little bit of a nobody, but I feel like that's a really cool power, and they could utilize that. Yeah, like, what? sure, he's a nobody, but make him a somebody. Come on. I mean, so he is a little bit of a something, somebody, something, <laughs> because uh, Lucent has seen the eye of Ysera and really helped out a lot, actually. So something I do want to bring out is that Lucent described the eye of Ysera with its golden structures as, quote, too perfect to have been built by men. That's kind of built by dragons. Right, exactly. Oh. <laughs> Not built by men. But like, I'm curious, like, part of me, it, like, I'm curious to see if we're going to see at least some kind of nod to that in the raid. But unfortunately, the nightmare during this time managed to actually twist and warp those buildings. So maybe not or maybe we'll see like some rubble of it somewhere or maybe they've rebuilt it. I don't know. Like, it'd be cool to see some kind of nod to that. Yeah, yeah it could be. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd, like, I'd like to see something like that. So Lucin found Ysera because, you know, she was calling out for help and he he was able to answer. Lucin repelled the nightmare's powers enough that Ysera was actually able to inform Malfurion about the nightmare and the nightmare Lord Xavius. And Eranicus actually also heard that conversation. Well, we'll use dropping, I guess. Long story short, Eranicus raced the eye of Ysera, tearing up the dome. You know, his lady is in there. He can't let that happen, right? So he... Like, tore shit up, got her out of prison, or at least enough so that Malfurion then could rescue her from the prison. And that rescue attempt was interrupted by Lethan, one of the four dragons of Nightmare. Ah, some connections there, right? Right? So, again, he was once a world boss of Vanilla WoW, and then eventually was one of the Nightmare dragons in the Emerald Nightmare raid. Be interesting to see if we see, like, nods to that or whatever, but Avranicus took Lethan out by pulling him into a vortex that is located within the Eye of Ysera that connected the Emerald Dream and Azeroth. I wonder if that's how the tree's going to go back. Because that's the thing I've been wondering the whole time. How the tree's going to, like, burst forth into Azeroth? I was like, yeah, we're just going to send the tree back. I'm like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? I don't know. I'm curious to know what, what they do with that. Like, that just 
That doesn't make any sense to me, but I don't know. Like this is so this vortex is interesting. So it's again, it's a vortex that connects Emerald Azroth. Lethen, like when Arrakis pulled Lethen into it, Lethen was overwhelmed by the powers in the vortex, and it basically tore him apart, which then created a fiery maelstrom within this Ivy Sarah area that ended up also swallowing Arrakis. Oh, and. That's why we see the shade of a ghostly dragon boss in Sunken Temple. Oh, okay. That's Aranicus connections, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then Malfurion. He was actually able to contain those fiery powers of that fiery maelstrom at the moment and use it to burst Ysera free. So that's how she got free. And she was able to fight off the nightmare for the time being. And, quote, her aura revitalized the eye and restored it to its lush state. Which is why we're going to see it in a lush state during the raid. Of course, it was Malfurion that did it. He does everything. Right? He's like, I'm the best, guys. I'm the best. I'm going to fix everything. I don't just sleep all the time, guys. And whine. I do things. I swear. <laughs> he really does. I'm sorry. Like, the guy's gotten such a bad rap from Blizzard. It's so sad. <laughs> it is really sad. I mean, it, it's like, I don't know why he seems like such a putz, but <laughs> he really seems like one. If you don't know his history, basically. But if you know his history, you're like, dude, this guy's freaking amazing. Yeah. Why is he Why is he being treated with such disrespect? This is rude. Yeah, that's my opinion on it. So rude. So rude. Now, the Warcraft RPG, which is technically non-canon, but it actually talks about the Ivy Sarah. And I, actually, it was a cool description, so I wanted to share it. It says, Curiously, despite the fact that the Emerald Dream matches Azeroth place for place, Determining exactly what point on the world matches the eye's precise location is impossible. Perhaps the eye moves about periodically, or the plane transitioning magic subtly alters the dreamer's shifted position. Regardless of the cause, entering the Emerald Dream and landing directly in the eye of Ysera is impossible. Now, what I why I bring that up is the fact in, in the whole like shifting position thing. It was actually brought up by Anne in this Wildcast episode. If you are familiar with lore, we're going to the Eye of Ysera. And it's a place that has been mentioned in lore for a very long time. We've never been there. It's the center of the Emerald Dream. Not literally, <laughs> figuratively. So the Eye of Ysera focuses on the areas of the dream that are they, they need the most attention from the Green Dragon Flight. And in Guardians of the Dream, it's a Mirrorsil. Obviously, you know, we want to help bring this tree from the Emerald Dream into Azeroth. That's pretty cool. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I like so, that. So now we know, like, sure, Warcraft RPG is non-canon, technically. But at the same time, like, it sounds like it does shift position. And there's a reason why it shifts position. And right now it's because of a Mirrorsil. Yeah, it's... It it's like they got a, a freaking mobile base of operations within the Emerald Dream. Yeah. Where it's like, it's like, okay, we're going to take the Eye of Astaire and we're going we're gonna, to like, bring it up to the Nightmare because we're going to like deal and battle the Nightmare. Pew, pew, pew. But sadly, the Nightmare sounded like it corrupted it new, uh, which is, wasn't good as my Malfurion had to like fix some stuff. But okay, Astaire burst back and forth and it went back to the last state. And now they're like, yeah, it's kind of like their Dalaran. You know how they're like bad things happening. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and, and they're like, bring in Dalaran. Pew, pew, pew. And Khadgar's like, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> and, like, he does like the crazy Lulus. And they like just jump over there where they need to be. 
And, and that's and that's what uh, Yasera does when she's like, pew, 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 move the eye of Yasera. Right, that's what happens. <laughs> I'm having a hard time imagining Yasera go pew pew pew. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, once you die, you know, you get a you get a weird, twisted sense of humor because, like, you know, you get a different perspective on things now because you're like, man, death gotcha. is crazy, man. So, so she's like, you just gotta <laughs> go with it, man. Like, it's like you, life is what you make it. So it's like, pow, 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 right? <laughs> so she's yeah, she's a she's a little bit of a jokester now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she's probably over there like pulling. Uh, Marissa's chair out from underneath her. She's like, watch this guy. Like, <laughs> Look at that. That's what she's doing. Okay. <laughs> I still don't see it, but sure, let's go with it. Well, she does it very regally because it's Yasera. She's like, okay, fair. That makes more sense. Correct posture and everything. <laughs> exactly. She's like, hello, I'm Yasera. Very poised. It's like in Mean Girls, where she's like, I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Now she's like, she's like, I'm not a regular aspect. I'm a cool aspect. Because <laughs> I died. Because <laughs> I died. <laughs> right. You lose it up after you die. You know, you realize it's not, it's not that, not that serious. That, yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> Sarah's like, you think that's all that is, man? I've been there. It's actually quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> the sky's beautiful. You should see it. <laughs> Don't forget to look up. It looks great, man. Exactly. Super cool. If you can fly, which is sorry, you can't, human. You're going to really wish you could fly. did you get there? <laughs> well, is there anything else you want to add about the eye of Ysera? No, I think I, I did way too much already. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we learned more about the raid as well, which is called Amirdrasil, the dream's hope. Yeah, I find that strange, actually. Because Amir just said the dream's hope. Why is it the dream's hope? If anything, it's like the dream's like things are getting bad here because we put it here. So it's like the reason like Farak is even trying to... Because if they had just stuck the seed right wherever, I mean, it's not the dream's hope. You know what I mean? Because it's maybe like the dreamer's hope because we're like all the dreamers. We're the dreamers. So it's like the dreamer's hope. But it's not the dream's hope. In fact, it's actually, like I said, the cause of the dream's issues right now. (laughs) True. That's a good point. I had not considered that when I saw this title. I just thought that was kind of funny. Maybe maybe something happens in 10.2 to make it through dream's hope. Well, I mean, Farak really wants that power. Oh, we're going to talk about that. (laughs) So maybe there's something in there. Maybe, Maybe there is some... Some stuff there that, you know, maybe it is the dream's hope because the dream's over there going like, I want to have that power too. Like, it's not just a rock, it's us. <laughs> right. Well, as Wowhead says, the new raid features nine bosses composed of corrupt defenders of the Emerald Dream to smoldering servants of the elemental plane of fire, culminating in a showdown with the primal incarnate of fire, Barak the Blazing. Now, when we did our big prediction episode, which I'm so glad we did that when we did, because now all the data mining is coming out and everything. So glad we did that already. We were right about a couple of things. Nine bosses. Got that. Yeah, we, we did get that, didn't we? I went back and listened to the episode. We, we, we called that. We mentioned that some areas have been burninated. We got that. Brock. Got that. I think that's about it. 
I mean, that, that, was, that was a given. Well, there, there's kind of more. Like, we mentioned that some of the bosses were kind of nobodies. Got that. Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's a gimme. Yeah. Just like we mentioned there's going to be a council fight. Got that. It's not Gorm, though. Sorry, Jen. Oh, well, we, we're not going to the art, art wheel. We're just in the dream. Exactly. That's there's no like, we're not going to the art, Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, we did mention that maybe the bosses, maybe there would be a boss that we met through questing. We're getting that. That's uh, Laradar, Keeper of the Flame, which we meet during the 1017 questing. Uh-huh, yeah. Yep, and he's and a also, boss. if you want to get super, super technical, uh, if you played as a shaman, you met another one of these characters uh, through questing, but oh, during we're, Legion. We're going to we're going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a whole other topic for this episode later on. But before we get to that one, there's... There's one boss that they talked about during WoWcast that I found really interesting. I thought we... Oh, I bet. Yeah, like, I bet I know what you're talking about. Because I was like, wait, what? <laughs> right? Like, and we never could guess this. This is... Um, Nimue? Nimue. 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 Weaver of the Cycle. Yeah. The current adventure like, guide what? for it. Right? Like, I don't know if this is the official final adventure guide. You know, it's just PTR and whatnot. But as of right now, the adventure guide says, Nimue was placed in this verdant realm by Ianar when she and Freya shaped the dream. In Wellspring Temple, they enforce and protect the ordering of the Emerald Dream, weaving its wilderness into complex patterns. Wait, what? Like, so there's a lot of stuff there. A lot of stuff. Go, yeah, go through it. What do you think, here, buddy? So first off, Enar, Enar is just like like right there, it's like just like, oh okay. And then Freya, this kind of means that Freya didn't do this on her own. She actually was working with Nimue as they shaped the dream. So Nimue, yeah, apparently is this character we've never heard of. Which as soon as I saw that, it was like, oh Nimue, and then she is the weaver of the dream. And I'm like, the weaver of the dream. What the freak is talking about? Because usually when you're like weaving stuff, it means you're creating the dream. And it's right here. She did. She freaking created the dream, or at least this pocket realm within the greater Emerald Dream, right? right. The greater realm of life, I'll say. Or as Bellular was calling it, which I find really, really dumb, but I'll just say it. The lifelands, right? <laughs> okay, I'll say the realm of life. That sounds less dorky. <laughs> but uh Yeah. I was super intrigued by this boss, and I would like yeah. to know a lot more. And now that you read that um, this here um, freaking adventure journal for Nimue, I am even more intrigued because <laughs> I didn't read that until now. That's some craziness. Yeah, like I really want to know more about them and what's going on. And they didn't really dive into it too much during the Wildcast episode. So I'm saying they're like, tell me more. And, and then they didn't. I was sad. <laughs> yeah, I was like over here, like, like in the movie Grease. Tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> right. Does he have a nice car? <laughs> I think that's what that song says. That's in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's in there somewhere. Well, yeah. So I'm glad it wasn't just me intrigued by that boss. And I, I hope we learn more. Oh, by the way, Nimue looks freaking badass. Like, Oh, totally. Yeah, totally cool. Freaking awesome looking. It's about Way cooler looking than that dude that the shaman were hanging out with. That, that guy looks kind of dorky. <laughs> I'm a little confused as to why we're fighting Nimue. Like, if it's a case of we're seen as a threat because we don't belong in the dream. I think that's what it is. Or, or like, they've yeah. been corrupted. I don't know. 
I think it also pointed out that Nimue was like either a barrier, like blocking our way into the temple or Something at least like a that. certain wing of the temple. Where she's like, whoa, 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 outsiders aren't allowed in here. I don't care that Farak's doing his like Bernie Bunny Bernie stuff. Yeah, he's not allowed in there. I'm not going to add more people that aren't allowed to be in there. So that's my guess. And it's probably going to be something like, oh, that thanks for not killing me. Because Nimue, I can almost like, with 99.9% certainty, Nimue ain't going to die. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's going to be like, smack some sense into her. And she's going to be like, okay, you can go in. Right. Or someone's going to, you know, during the fight, show up and be like, wait, don't kill them. We need their help or something. Something like that. Yeah. 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 During our prediction episode, I adorned the tinfoil hat. And started talking about how maybe Farrakh and the Druids of Flame were going to resurrect Ragnaros. Then, during this Wildcast episode, Assistant Lead Director... Wow, words. Assist, assistant Lead Encounter Designer. That's a mouthful. Taylor Sanders dropped this mind bomb. The other wing of uh, our raid, uh, this is a wing that's been destroyed by Farrakh and his molten allies, right? Smolderon sits at the end of this wing, uh, the Fire Lord himself, and... Fire has sort of poured through this portal where Farrakh has brought the Firelands sort of screaming, you know, into the temple itself. So we're going to see uh, all the destruction that that has wrought um, and be able to fight Smolderon right at the end of that wing. Yeah, Smolderon at the end of that wing. Wow. Okay. We're talking about lies, not just that. Not just, but let's start with Smolderon. All right. So for those who don't know, when we killed Ragnaros, Smolderon became the new elemental lord of fire when we, you know, killed Ragnaros and Firelands during Cataclysm. Then in the Legion expansion, the Earthen Ring actually helped to make Smolderon that new Fire Lord because there must always be a Fire Lord. Must be always a lot of things, apparently. Yeah. Well, someone's got to control the elemental fiery forces. Always a Fire Lord. Right. Exactly. (laughs) But see, here's the thing. That happened, right? The Shamans helped make the Fire Lord. And then Smolderon went missing shortly after he got that promotion. And during BFA, when the cult of Ragnaros was trying to actually revive Ragnaros, Smolderon still wasn't there. The Dark Iron Dwarf Anvil Thane Thurgadin, Thurgadin, whatever. Thurgadin. Sure, why not? He asked the leader of the cult named High Justice Grimstone where Smolderon was. His response was, all in due time. Well, we're seeing him now in this raid, Smolderon. They showed him during the Wildcast episode, but I gotta say, for being the elemental lord of fire, he's pretty dang small. So, yeah, he, like, he ain't no Ragnaros. Right, right. Like, he's, he's, he's kind of small. So I'm going to be calling him Little Lord Smoldyface now, for the record. That's his nickname. He's not Smolderon. He's Little Lord Smoldyface, because he's little. He's a little lord. He's he a little lord. He doesn't deserve the name Smolderon because he does not look like a Just Smolderon. The smoldy wolf need the loose snack. Exactly. He's a little He's lord. Like, I want juice. Yep. Little lord smoldy face. <laughs> little little smoldy face that's over there is drinking the juice box. So they're all <laughs> cute and shit. Maybe he'll get a juice box of Shadow Flame from Farak. <laughs> And then get bigger during the fight. <laughs> Farax is over there going like, use the juice box. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's grape. It's like, yeah, shadow flame is grape. <laughs> it's like, I'm used to cherry. Yeah, yeah, regular fire. It's cherry. Right. 
So there's there's Smolderon. Like, like it's cool to see Smolderon, even though he's small. Here's what I really want to talk about. Here's where my brain really broke during this. And I'm it did. It did. Yeah. She was she was typing at me and she's like, wait, what? What is this? What? <laughs> like I played that clip for a reason. Cause and I'm gonna I'm gonna quote what Taylor said here. Fire has poured through this portal where Farrakh has brought the Fireland screaming into the temple itself. I'm sorry, what? Does this mean that Farrakh, little Lord Smoldyface, and friends managed to bring the freaking elemental plane of fire into the Emerald Dream? What? Uh, I mean, I mean, a bit of it. Not the whole thing. It's bleeding in, but yeah, yeah, yeah a little. It's getting its little, little bit of uh, flamey tendrils up in there. Uh, it's, it's a little creepy crawling in. They, they opened a portal and it just started encroaching. I mean, because because to me, it didn't freak me out because, I mean, you could kind of say that the elemental plane of fire came screaming into Azeroth and you just see it right there on Mount Hydro because it's, it's, it's burning the shit out of that place. It still, is. It still is, yeah. So I'm like, I guess the Firelands came came up burning. There's a here. And so that's, that's my take on it. But Allie is like, no, the literal plane, like the plane. Well, that's like the way, the way he phrased things. That's what it made it sound like to me. Now I could be entirely that's wrong. I've he, been wrong. That before. is how he phrased it. Like, that is how he phrased it. This it is. is not how I interpreted it. I interpreted it as he said it. He brought the freaking plane of fire. Words. So Allie's over here like, Jen, words have meaning. Okay. <laughs> and he said, it came screaming in to it. So literally the fire lambs are going. And they came in. <laughs> I'm so, like, okay, let's just, let's go with my mind blown theory here for a second. And he is actually saying that the actual elemental plane of fire is in the Emerald Dream. Like, first off, how is that possible? I, I don't know. But it's like, because it's, it's hard to even answer the question because I'm literally like in my in my mind. I'm like picturing, well, I mean, this is how it's possible. Okay, imagine, imagine if you will. That each of these planes of existence are like a like a little inflatable balloon, right? A little mylar balloon. Okay. 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 And imagine a little, a little portal. This is like a little ring, a little ring, and you just stick some of that. You stick some of that balloon in. So you get this little like. Poof, it's kind of like, like <laughs> kind of ex- extended in. So so it's in. So it made it in. So that, a little bit. It's not the whole thing. It didn't like scooch its whole way in there. You know, it's just the. Uh, this is a little bit and through, and that's like how I'm picturing it. And yeah, it works. It totally works. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I can't, I can't even with this. Like just the thought. Also like, why? Like what is like, why, why would he bother bringing the whole elemental plane of fire into the animal dream? If it is the whole why, elemental plane why of would, fire. Why would you, why would Yasera move the eye of Yasera to where it needs to be? Frack just needed some Firelands backup to like, be like you guess. know, we're going in, we're going into the Emerald Dream. We're gonna need some backup, and we need some real firepower. How do you get some firepower? You go to the Firelands, right? You go to Firelands to get fire. So we're bringing the Firelands to the Emerald Dream. It's fire up in here, so much fire, so much fire. That's how he did. It. I that's, mean, that's why he did it. So the adventure guide for Little Lord Smoldyface says. As the new Fire Lord, little, I'm, I'm not saying Smolderon, I'm sorry, he's not Smolderon. He's not deserved the name of Smolderon, he's too tiny. 
Hey there, just uh, jumping in to say, uh, I was laughing my ass off every single time she said, Little Lord Smoldy Face. Uh, you just can't really hear it in the recording, so uh, this is just me letting you know. It was it was super funny, so I hope you're laughing too, because seriously, I thought that shit was hilarious. So, uh, okay, back to the show. Little Lord Smoldy Face unleashes the power of the Firelands to expand, this, to expand his domain and incinerate the Emerald Dream. So I don't know if this was Frock's idea or if this was Little Lord Smoldy Face's idea. I don't either. Or maybe it was a joint effort. And then the Druids of the Flame were like, heck yes, let's do that shit. Um, yeah, I think it's, um, you know, Frock was like, he, you know, he's like, I need some allies. Who, who do I go talk to to get some allies? Because it's what he does. He's like, who do I know that really likes fire? Well, he's like, well, I don't really know anyone that really likes fire. I'm going to go look around. Well, he ran into the Druid of the Flame, right? The Druid of the Flame, they became a little disillusioned after their last... Disillusioned, right? <laughs> after their last home got burnt down. And they're like, can't beat it, join it. Uh, so they decided to get all flamey flame. Many of the night elves, as it, they actually talked about in the, that Wildcast they episode. They did, about the recruitment, Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, the Druid, Druid of the Flame, their recruitment is way up, way up. So they got a bunch of Druids that are now disillusioned with the dream, and they're like, ah, you know, Firelands is a different kind of dream, uh, if you like Bernie things. So still so they're, they're doing that, and they were probably talking to Smolderon. And it's like, well, if we're going to do this, we're going to need to base operations in there. We need a way to get some backups. We're going to need to open a portal from the Firelands directly into the freaking Emerald Dream, and we need to get some of that fire up in there. We need this fire up there. We need a permanent place that we can be like, oh, flamey fist, go, you know, like stuff like that. So, and they go, I mean, that's it. That's it. And Smolderon's probably protecting the portal itself. Like, he's like, he's like, I got this, guys. I'm going to protect this. So, like, mm, mm, no one's getting through. Right? No one's stopping it. Right? So that's what Smolderon was doing. Because we're probably going to be like, all right, if we're going to like deal with this, we need to cut off their reinforcements. We got to close the portal. And Smolderon's like, nah, bro, I got this. You're not coming through. So, uh, so that's, that's why Smolderon is there. So, and it makes sense. And, you know, because Farak is like, hey, there's this power, right? It's power in the tree. You want some of that power? You want to be like Ragnaros? You want to eat your Wheaties? Go grow big and strong? Because you're a little smoldy face right now. Allie's dissing you. <laughs> Allie don't even think you're a real fire lord. You need to eat your Wheaties. So he's like, yeah, the other elementals have been making fun of me. They're like, you ain't no fire lord, dude. Like, <laughs> do you see Ragnaros? Do you see those silly horns of his? <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's rolling around. He took the deal with Farak. And so he's uh, he's guarding the portal now. And we're going to close the portal. That's what we're going to do. We got to close the portal. Because, you know, like I said, we can't, we're not going to be able to cleanse the Emerald Dream if Firelands is just dumping right back in. So, Right. Right. Just got to stop the leak. Before you start getting a mop and bucket, right? So that you're just going to be there forever, right? <laughs> so do you? So here's a question I just now thought of. So, Firelands, Namal Dream, right now, amongst other tinfoil hat things I have, we'll talk about in a second. Okay. Do you think after this raid, Hyjal will be no longer burninating? Well, if some of the rumors are true of eleven O. I think the answer is yes. How we get how we get a, an update to Hyjal. <laughs> yeah, I think with uh, some I don't know, I think I think I think the WoW team has got some plans to incrementally bring the world up 
to snuff, basically update the story in these zones that actually are so important. Like, you know, Hygel, right? Like, that's freaking important as heck. Right. But it ain't been touched as Cataclysm. So we're just over here going like, is this still on fire? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe there is some truth to the what sword joke, right? In the timeline of like five years since, maybe even longer than that, since that was the end of Legion, maybe they did deal with the sword. Maybe that's what's up with the joke. And this is like almost a little hint, a little hint, hint that the sword in canon is gone. Maybe. I hadn't considered that. So maybe that's why Ian is saying, what sword? They already dealt with it. It's just we haven't updated the zone because we got shit to do and you guys are like, content. All right? And they're like, all right, stop tearing down the sword. We got to build another zone because they want more content. Allie wants another dungeon. True. I do. I always do. It's fine. I like my dungeons. <laughs> but, okay. Before, like, we kind of go off on some tangents talking about this. Is there anything else from the WoWcast episode you want to bring up? Or anything about Little Lord Smoldy Face? Or let's just, like, get in some, like, random tidbits. Like, what what else did oh, you, you wanna, notice? You want a random tidbit? Bring it. Allie, what, what class do I play? Warrior. <laughs> yeah. What... What else did they talk about in that Wildcast episode? Was that perhaps a strength two-hander legendary? Oh, yes. Mm. Yes. Fire axe. Legendary axe, baby. Mm. Mm. It does look pretty cool. Are you excited? <laughs> now, now, here's the truth of it. Here's the truth. Freaking our, like, tank, like, blood decays. Baby, like, shut up, guys. I'm going to get strength axe. My DPS is going to be up there. And... Because I'm a tank uh, and I'm just going to get it. So that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, yes. Yes, Kirk. I, I was directed at you. <laughs> Called out. <laughs> so, so that's probably what's going to happen. Because it sounds like the, the, this is going to be like another kind of like guild effort thing. Yeah. Right? Very similar. It sounds like it's going to be very similar to Shadowmourne uh, in the acquisition. So technically, I probably won't get that axe for another two expansions. But, uh, well, you know. If it is anything like Shadowmorn, I'll at least get the the little starter pit, right. little starter piece, <laughs> right? The starter axe, which was still really good. Like, it was I used cool it looking. It, not only was it cool looking, it was very good. Like, right. um, it was one of the best in slot weapons that you could you could use, other than obviously you know Shadowmorn. So I'll use that. <laughs> yeah, I I use the little the crafted one probably is what it's going to be. But yeah, that's the that's the only other thing that really jumped out at me is. It's a really, really good axe, and uh, I, I would like it. Um, but I'm probably <laughs> I not going like to get it, it for like probably not going to get it for like two expansions, um, unless unless our raid team is like that as fast as they were with this AOTC because we're like we're kind of like just chilling. Oh, we're on yeah, we right are now. too. Yeah. And so maybe if we get AOTC, we take out Farak like as fast as we did kind of in this uh, in this whole go around the season. Um, Maybe a whole bunch of us, maybe, maybe like a whole bunch of us will get that axe. So that'd be, that'd be cool. I'd like that. I hope so. I hope you get it. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be good. I'd, I'd like that. I'd like that a lot. But yeah, that's not, that's not really a story. That's just me wanting an axe. <laughs> so I I want to bring up a little, a little thing I noticed on this podcast episode. Remember how in my, in the last episode, my, my tinfoil hat with the whole like, 
What if they try to use the Shadow Flame to bring back Ragnaros and blah, 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 blah. The Ragnaros statue was on the side table. Oh, yeah, the you same, did mention The that. same statue I have on my shelf up here. Oh, it's not on the camera. You can't see it. It's like, sorry. It's, I, I, was, I was there. I saw you, it. Yeah, you saw it. Same statue I have. It's sitting on the side table there next to Linksy. Like, what's up? <laughs> it was that little like, hey, guys, remember Ragnaros? Just a little reminder. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, I don't. Do I think that logically they're going to bring Ragnaros back? No. But when I adorn my tinfoil hat, it's so shiny. I'm all like imagining a Ragnaros. It's like kind of like how Ysera right now. She's got the Ardenwield on her and it looks awesome. I'm just envisioning Ragnaros with the Shadow Flame on him and it looks awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. I'm also like picturing the like flamey folk uh, equivalent to a loon picking up Ragnaros. And he was all like. <laughs> got like put in the stars <laughs> with his with his feet, right? His little feetsies, right? Yeah. I'm picturing that now. <laughs> that's that's a picture. <laughs> yeah, that's one picture. That's a picture. Uh, another thing I want to bring up: Taylor said that we would see, and I quote, some characters that we know and love that are related to the Emerald Dream itself. And then they showed a picture of Scenarius. Did you catch on that? I did see that, yes. I saw, I saw a picture of Scenarius. excited about that. How do you... What role do you think about Scenarius playing in this patch? How are you feeling about that? Uh, you know what I really want him to do? Would you, would you like, like, number one? This is... Yes, this, yes, please. Hey, Blizzard. This is what I want you to really do. I want Scenarius to just say, Hey, everybody! Would you like to meet my mom? <laughs> Let me yes. introduce you to her. Her name is Eloon. You've probably heard of her. Uh, ask any question you would like. Right? That's what I would like Scenarius to do. I'd, That'd be, I'd be, I'd be like, hey, hey, Scenarius, we'll get back to you later. Um, Malfurion, let me, uh, uh, I'll tell you about him later. Um, you're friends with Yasera, right? Just talk to her. She'll explain. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, but in all reality, what they're probably really going to do is he's going to be like, he's going to be a quest giver. Probably just like, oh, we got to help the dream. The dream is so important. And eventually I'm going to be like, why? Why is the dream so important? Because, you know, all we've ever really been told in books and things like that is it's a backup copy. And you're saying that you really need a backup copy. So you're saying in, in that instance, me and all my buddies are dead. So what do I care? Because you're just going to restart the planet. Sounds dumb. <laughs> So, Allie, what role do you think? What would what would you like Scenarius to do other than do you want to meet my mom? I mean, that would be number one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like I, I, there's a part of me that thinks is it's going to be just a simple, you know, quest giver tour guide kind of thing. But I don't know, like there's a part of me that kept waiting for him to show up in Arnwield or be talked about in Arnwield or something. And that never happened. And... I don't know. Like, I I want him to play more than just a simple tour guide slash quest giver. I still don't know what that would be. You could be like this patch is Cadgar. Who yeah. Who gave me a whole bunch of seeds? Oh, wait, I only needed one. <laughs> or maybe he'll, he'll just be the one to walk us through the raid. Maybe he'll be the one, you know, like Nimue is trying to kill us, right? And almost does or something. And then Nari shows us like... Hold on. They are with me. Hold, hold on, auntie. 
haunting him away. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's probably what it's going to be like. Going, hey, everybody, this is my aunt Nimaway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she says she's a sister to, uh, to friggin' uh, my, my mama Loon and also my other aunt, the Winter Queen. Nimaway is also related. They they don't look alike, as you can tell. They don't really look alike, but they, they're they all about the same height. Oh, they're about the same height. <laughs> right. Which is taller than little Lord Smoldy Face. That's going to be the little Lord Smoldy Face. He's just, <laughs> the, he's just a little guy. Oh, he's goodness. a little guy. He's kind of like, you know, dragon, black hat, dragon aspect. I can't think of your dumb name of <laughs> Ebonhorn, whatever. You're Abyssian. Did, you just, call it, did you just call Ebonhorn stupid? No, I just couldn't remember his stupid name. <laughs> Ebonhorn's awesome. We love Abyssian. No, Ebon, Ebon, yeah, Abyssian. That was the one that was escaping me, but he's just like, he's he'll, like, he'll get okay. his upgrade soon. She's like, I'm a widow aspect. I'm a widow guy. We're gonna help. I was gonna say, I saw the data mining for his new uh, form. He's not so widow anymore. Good. He's a big guy. Like, I haven't, I've been kind of avoiding the 10.2 spoilers outside of little things like what tear sets look like and that kind of thing, which the priest one, pretty happy about, by the way. Um, yeah, I was doing the same thing. I just wanted to see what Abyssian looked like. Like, Maybe. I've He's seen like, I'm a, the I'm story stuff coming out. I'm like, do I want to look at this now? I'm I'm torn. We'll see. Yeah, I didn't I didn't feel too bad. Bung, bang, bang, bung, bung, thing up. Yeah, I wasn't too beat up about the fact that I now know that he's getting a, an updated model. Like we, all, <laughs> we all pretty much assumed he would, so. Because you were so little. Him and Marithra, they, they need their glow up. It's time. They do. I, do. I haven't seen Mar- uh, Marithra's yet. Still wanted to put that L in there. I was like, I'm going to put that L in there. <laughs> Well, moving on, we also learned that... Oh, we already talked about the recruitment. Uh, Edergen, just just take that out. Deleted! <laughs> well, I think that is about it for this Wildcast episode. At least that really stood out to me that I desperately wanted to talk about for this episode. Do you have anything else you want to bring up? So other than what they talk about in the Wildcast episode, like what else do you think that we're going to be doing in 10-2? Right? Because we're really talking about... You know, for rock and the raid and things like that. So we know it's kind of going on there. Like, what do you think that we're going to be doing? Like, trying to deal with, you know, the fact that the Firelands came screaming into the Emerald Dream. Like, because we're probably going to be seeing... Because one of the things that they did point out is like, it's not just a raid. We're, it's the whole zone that we're yeah, going Yeah, like to. we get like outworld, outdoor content for the Emerald Dream. It's awesome. Yeah. So there's going to be a whole lot more than just what we're dealing with in the raid is what I'm getting at. Like, what else are we going to learn about in the Emerald Dream when we freaking get there? That's a good question. I had not considered this yet. Well, that's why I'm here to ask what are, these What are you questions. thinking? Oh, I am hoping that we're going to learn a whole lot more about the nature of the dream and how it's tied to Azeroth. What, and, for example, the fact that we even get in him away. Like, why... What did you do when you created it with Freya? Like, what was the purpose? Right? Because we kind of know what the purpose of, say, the Firelands was, right? That was, they probably did something very similar. You know, Helia, when she set up, like, the the, the planes as, as a prison. And right? so they, we knew what the purpose there was. You know, and, and it would be really weird, too, if they kind of stuck with the whole, well, it's a backup copy and, you know, if they ever happened to need to use the Forge of Origination, right, this is where they are restoring the planet from, 
All right, they're using the Emerald Dream. They'll do a restore state on Azeroth, <laughs> right? And then they will, and then they will make sure that the Emerald Dream backup is still pristine. All right, that's the purpose. If they stick with that, I'd be like, that doesn't feel that important, right? <laughs> now I can see why the old gods would have been interested in it, right? Because the old gods are like, if we corrupt the backup. And then we get them to use the Forge of Origination. What they put Azeroth back to will already be corrupted. It won't be the Emerald Dream. It will be the Emerald Nightmare. And the Void already has its foothold into Azeroth. So it totally makes sense if they went with that, why they would want to corrupt that backup copy. But that's what I'm really hoping for is more information about the Dream. Because another, like going way back to the freaking... Well, of Eternity series, the the, the the trilogy, like one of the things that, that Malfurion was able to use was the different layers of the dream. Right. To to escape a spell that, um, you know, Deathwing had put to protect, they, like he extended a barrier into the dream, but according to the book, he didn't extend it back beyond the first layer, like the, the layer that when you go to the dream, everyone knows about. Malfurion was like, oh, well, I know about, you know, the other... Is it like how I explained it way back in the day that the Emerald Dream is like a, a if it's a backup copy, those other layers are older states, right? The as the the Titans were Tate were was ordering the world of Azeroth, they were like, hey, this is pretty good. Take a backup copy. All right. And then they would continue to work on it and say, like, all right, see if we can make it better, see if we can make it better. And then they would like what they did. They're like, all right, grab another. Grab another snapshot of this. Snapshot. Put that over there in the dream. But don't delete the older copy. We want we want to be able to still go back to the to the older re, you know, revisions if we find out that there's like a flaw or something. Like we introduced a bug into this. So if they stick with that, I find that very weird. But you know, sometimes the community gets really butthurt about freaking retcons. It's always been a backup copy. The dream is a backup copy. Right. Maybe that is one of its reasons of being. Maybe. I would like to know what the other ones. Right. What's up with it? And, and also, can you just can you just answer what, what's up with the lumen? Just a, give me give me a little bit more. <laughs> of a lumen. Just, we're, we're getting desperate here. It's a goddamn emerald dream. OK, we're going there. We're going to her home turf. Answer me a little bit. Just give me something. <laughs> I agree. Don't have to show her face. Don't have to show her face. But I want like this of a loon, that of a loon, more of a loon. All the little sections in the areas we're traveling. Like I want every single piece of gear that a druid picks up be a loon's assless chaps. A loon's <laughs> you want a loon to have assless chaps. The rogue can get those. Okay. That fits, that's more the rogue motif. Right. <laughs> Right, can you see Matthias Shaw wearing his... <laughs> he's like... Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> wow. I never considered assless chaps myself. Flynn would enjoy that. Oh, Flynn would be all about that. That's not as hell. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Loon's assless chaps. Uh, we'll find those. As gear. Like, I want everything <laughs> to be gear. Hey, Loon's very... She's with she's with it. <laughs> Yeah, I just yeah, I, I'm I'm obviously rambling because I know so little and so much at the same time of the loon that I'm getting desperate. Like I'm like, just try to tell me something. So that's what I want. 
that's what I want, Blizzard. Um, what, what about you, Allie? Do, do you have any ideas from my based on my ramblings? Well, I do agree that we desperately need some information on a loon, and we should get at least something. Something. But I wonder... Well, first off, I think it would be cool if they took time to actually explain what the Emerald Dream is. Because, I mean, the, the us in the lore community, we, we have our thoughts and ideas, and we know what we've read in other books and stuff. But there's so many other people in the community that don't know it's to some people it's just it's just that green nature place you know like so it'd be really cool if they did actually go into details explaining the animal dream and letting people learn about it but i also think like if they're going to stick with this whole you know backup copies of azeroth and old copies of azeroth it'd be kind of cool if we got a chance to explore those either in some kind of event or like mini events or even just in some questing for a little bit and like, I feel like they could do some really creative things with that, which would be cool. Yeah, like like regardless of like whatever they decide to stick with, whatever they're, if, and if, if they even answer the question, like what's up with the nature of the dream? Like what is the purpose of it? Like, what, I hope you know? so. This is the time. Yeah, yeah. So if they if they go into that and they explain it, I'm gonna be a little disappointed if they just do kind of like, it's kind of like how the first two episodes of the legacies shorts were like scalacron and you know the aspects where they were proto stuff and we're like we knew we, 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 yeah. we knew all that yeah if that's what we get is basically just kind of like a retelling of everything we already know and they don't add to it i'm i'll admit i'm gonna be like yeah i mean it's good that it's in the game like i'm i'll be happy that it's in the game but it's like for someone who has read all the supplemental material i'm over here going but i wanted more <laughs> right. right like i'm going back to the grease song again So just give me that like service level bullshit. Like I want, I want some real depth. Like I need, I need the depth. I need to know more. I don't want just like this cursory like this place that they set up. I'm just like, why did they set it up? Like, what was his purpose? And, and like, what is, why is it so important? Why do we need to protect it? Why is, why is a mirror just still the dream's hope? Like, what? Is, I have so many questions. I feel like a three-year-old just saying, why, why, why? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, like, and like, why, what, what does Frock want to do with that power? Yeah. Yeah. And what is, what the frick is that power? I mean, obviously we kind of talked about it in the, I think last episode, prediction episode, whatever it was, where we were trying to figure out like, what, what was, what was that? Why does Frock want that thing so bad? Yeah. Like, like, okay, he's, he's going to the Emerald Dream and, this, he's like, oh, the power at the heart of the tree. I really, really want it. And as I was editing that episode, I kind of, I almost wanted to jump in the editors. Well, I'll just say it now. It made me think, okay, it actually makes sense why he wants that power. Because if you remember, how did Ysera die? It was Xavius using right. the Tear of a Loon, corrupting it with the power of the Nightmare. So Varrock could you do the same thing? You had a tear balloon with you know extra you know winter cream goodness, and he could corrupt that with the shadow flame, right? Or Eridicron could come back and corrupt it with the void, right? Because you know, I mean, if you think about it, the nightmare is the void, so we already know it can be that could be done. So I, it makes sense why he would want that power. I mean, if like I said, if Xavius was able to use it to actually kill an aspect, it's already been proven to be done. And who does he hate? Aspects? He needs one of those. He can make a freaking fiery missile and take out Alex Straza. 
yeah just took out her took out her sister so i mean if it turns out that and i don't think this is going to be the case i really don't but if it turns out to be the case that farak does win in the end which it really doesn't sound like it because i'm getting his axe <laughs> <laughs> right um and they're able to to secure the the heart of a loon out of the truth like like let's just say kind of like a razagath we did kill razagath um it's funny, we've all forgotten about Razagath at this point. We just, no one talks about her anymore. She's right. Dead. She seemed like such a big deal when we first got into Dragonflight. <laughs> so if Farak is successful, but he dies, just like um, Razagath did, right? Because she did succeed. She, you know, she released the Incarnates, uh, even though she, she lost her life in it. Maybe Farak does something similar. Like I said, it would make sense why a Rickron would want the Tear of a Loon, right? Because he could use it to take out an aspect and maybe his maybe he's setting his sights higher right maybe he needs that power to take out a titan yeah right? I mean, it could very well be because that's what i mean that's what he keeps you know going on about he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna basically tear this world from their grasp and he's like and they're gonna show up and i'm gonna, I'm gonna take them out right? so he's gonna need some real powerful artifacts to do that and if he takes the essence of galacron and the power of the void because he literally is in you know, the void right now. Um, at least that's where it seems because we, we give Nazdormu a lot of crap, right? But I'm like, well, I can't see. <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> but I'll give a pass on this one because he, he went into the void. So it makes sense. It's like he went into nothingness. So, right. That was I legit. Can, yeah. Yeah. So, or, yeah, Nazdormu was like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> I, can't, I can't see into the void, man. Like I'm, I'm good, but I ain't that good, <laughs> right? Especially if if the void literally means there is there's not even time in the void, it would make sense why he can't see in there, right? So, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm curious too because we know from past things that you know the the void isn't completely gone from the Emerald Dream, not completely, yeah, what's not the, entirely. What, what is the Rift of Alm? Yeah, exactly. So what's going on with that? Like, I definitely want to explore that more as well, and. You know, if there are any sections of it where the nightmare still exists or is exists but is controlled, I don't know. Like, I definitely want to explore. That could just be the shadow priest side. But like, I definitely want to explore this more. <laughs> it could just be that I'm like crazy, crazy shadow priest, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I embrace the void. I still have my freaking Zoth eyeball on my head. We're not talking about that this patch. Seriously, there are some NPCs I feel really bad being in shadow around. <laughs> and so when I go by them or if I'm in certain, doing certain things, I'll I'll take my shadow form off because like I feel really bad being in shadow around certain people because <laughs> the void has done such terrible things to them. You should go hang out next to Terralian in shadow form. Just be like, hey, you seem to be into this. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, but I don't feel like it's the fur. That's the thing. What? Nah, I'm sure he'll be fine. He'll, he'll <laughs> learn to love it. Anyways, uh, I could go into some jokes. I'm just going to just gonna leave it there. I don't have anything else myself in Wildcast. Do you have anything else? Or are you ready to start wrapping this up so your poor arm can rest and stop being a boom arm for your mic? I, th I think I'm good to probably start wrapping these things up here. Yeah, I think we could do that. If that's the case, then uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to our crazy shenanigans here. You have a job to do, dear Jen. 
That's right. It is the part of the show where we say a quick thank you to all the patrons that support us and keep this show going. If you'd like to join their ranks and support their show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash live, laugh, lore, and you can support the show for as little as a dollar an episode. Get all sorts of cool stuff. Like, my favorite is when Allie and I, we talk about really random stuff, and we're like, we're just like, well, and then we just like, there you go, there's your bonus Patreon stuff. <laughs> yeah, I like <laughs> Just that. like that. <laughs> but... If you want to be really cool like that, you can also be really cool like these people. And these are the top patrons that we say super extra thank you, thank you to. And that is a wild man CA. Yes, it is. He's a wild man. He likes running too. Yep, yep. And and I like to share my stuff because he's like, damn, that's really cool. Good job, Jen. I like that. Yeah, so that's, that's always nice to hear that. Uh, Ickis. Ickis is here too. Uh, Nadune is also here. They're still here. Uh, Mud. Oh, hi, Mud. How you doing? Uh, Chris. Yeah, you're here too. I know, I know your name. I know who you are. Well, not really. I know your name. That was creepy. <laughs> I know your name. Dungeon <laughs> <laughs> Masterberg. We're actually playing some D&D. Kind of soon. Yeah. yeah, yeah this Chris, Sunday. Actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This Sunday. Look at that. So, hey, patrons. Uh, you too, Burke. You need to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Ideally. <laughs> yeah. And Mike Smith. Them's the patrons. Them's the patrons. Uh... And then this is where normally something goes. Stories. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. You and these bumpers. All right, so we like to end every episode on a positive note. And the one we have for this episode is a story of an eight-year-old being pranked and just having his happiness absolutely crushed because of it. And then the kindness of strangers. Yeah, I was going to be like, you're going to make me freaking listen to someone get crushed. But that doesn't seem very positive. And then it, you know, I kind of suspect it. gets okay. better. Uh, okay. Well, let's, let's give listen it a listen. To it. Yes. The story of heartbreak turned into a dream come true this weekend for a Southington boy. It was all thanks to the community quickly coming together. Channel 3 Eyewitness News reporter Cassidy Williams shares how it happened. It started out as a typical trip to Target Saturday for eight-year-old Gabe Lyles and his dad, TJ, until three men walked up and said they were working with the YouTuber, Mr. Beast. Said that they wanted to do a fill the car challenge where we would be blindfolded. Within 30 seconds, whatever we could put within the cart, they'll pay for. Mr. Beast is one of Gabe's favorite YouTubers. He often makes videos about challenges where he gives away free stuff. So TJ and Gabe believed that the men were working with Mr. Beast. They both put on a blindfold and started filling their cart. And then TJ heard the men running away. My heart sank uh, 100%. Uh, the very last thing in this world I want to do is hurt him. It broke my heart because I thought my dreams were coming true. The shopping cart challenge was just a mean prank. The men were not affiliated with Mr. Beast. And it was one comment in particular that upset TJ. My son leaned in and said that he couldn't hear them because he had to wear hearing aids. And they said, that's why we are choosing you for this challenge, because of the hearing loss. So we took to Facebook writing this post, and the community quickly responded. The Southington Town Commission for Persons with Disabilities gave TJ a $200 gift card, and Target matched it. On Sunday, Gabe's dreams of a shopping spree came true. I pick out Nerf guns, water balloons, and Nerf um, and water guns. But the lesson here isn't about how quickly you can fill your cart. Made me feel heartwarming and happy. The lesson is how quickly your day can change with a little kindness. Yeah, that was freaking adorable. 
right? Right. And honestly, like I'll, I'll admit, I'll admit, I do not watch any Mr. B's content. So it's nice for that little explainer. But my brother-in-law, he's a big fan of Mr. Beast. And he tells me all this stuff. So he seems like a genuinely nice guy. So honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Mr. Beast is like, oh, I found out some guys just practice kids. He friend as nice as this guy supposedly is. Maybe he maybe he'll just say, hey, I am Mr. Beast. I'm not just working with him. You want to be in a, my next video? So that would be. Hey. Oh, can you imagine how happy he would be? That would be yeah. amazing. I hope so. Yeah, that'd be freaking cool. I won't watch it, though, because I don't watch Mr. Beast content. I don't either, but I just love this story. And just hearing his, like, heartbreak and then just the pure happiness, it was just, it was, like you said, it was heartwarming. He said it best. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. <laughs> Here's where we do normally play some music. And then we talk awkwardly as the music is leaving. And then we try and make jokes awkwardly. We're like, hey, hey, we're actually really funny people. We say funny things here, and you usually laugh. Well, I mean, I laugh because I laugh at like everything. So I laugh too. It's it's good. It works out. That's <laughs> why it works. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Live Laugh Floor. If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at lizlaughlorecast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash livelaughlore, and you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Allie live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash and you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash joint. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jin on Twitter at Jin's Joint, and you can follow Ali at Ali Anders K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care. So you want to, you want me to do the intro song? So it's, it's, it's like. <laughs> And then what is it? She's a, like, uh, what's the first one? Like, oh yeah, it's Arthur's. And he's like, I don't know. I tend to live forever. And then the second one is all like, like faces or something. And then how do you laugh at that? And then Chris Metzen, he's all like, like, uh, there's a lot of story there, a lot of lore for for those of you who are into that kind of thing. I love you. And then my beautiful wife is all like, like, well, we live life, Lord. The podcast is because of the stuff and things and craft. <laughs> oh, please, please play that for her later. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is going to the end of the episode. <laughs> and I guess that's my way of saying action.